Welcome to Do The Damn Show. I'm your host, the tatted, the fatted, the one and only, Casey Hughes. And with me as always, in the studio, co-host and producer. I don't know, Farron or... Super Farron. I'm leaning towards OTF. I mean, I'm leaning towards it. It's already now. The email's written. Super Farron. I can still be OTF. You can still be OTF. Super Super Farron OTF. And Josh Harris. Josh Harris. Josh, welcome. Thanks, man. OJH. Shows that have been on for a long time, they'll have a thing like that. They always do, you know, like here's Johnny, Johnny. You know, lost storage. So that's our thing, I guess. That's our thing. And we're back. We're back. And and that's our catch thing. That and Casey makes thousands of T-shirts, and I've got uh, hundreds of nicknames. Yeah, that's the best thing about it. You sure. know, the, the and thing started because I the first couple of times I didn't know how to segue back. <laughs> <laughs> it actually just started out as and. Uh, and we're back. And, we're and back. so now you get what we have here. Oh, well, you know? it, it comes, I mean, it's like your thing now, man. It's everything in life has been that way. If you think about it, oh, everything yeah. we do yep. is like the product of something else. Yep. Yeah. That either Segway worked right or didn't the work right. Yeah. I'm the king of segways except for hot dogs. <laughs> but hot now dog. it's a thing, dude. Yeah, hot dogs are a thing. Hot dogs are and a it's, thing. It's great because Jason Such, who is the exclusive sponsor of our show with Primetime Lawn Care. Yes, sir. Doesn't like get it. <laughs> he's he's cool with it. He's cool. He's with like it. whatever y'all want to do, man. Yeah. But I think he wonders why is why in my ad is there a hot dog there pushing the lawnmower? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But hey, it works, <laughs> and you won't forget it. That's true. And something else that we haven't forgotten in a while is two five six six zero six three zero six four three zero six four. I was going to get it right this time. And that's how you can get in touch with Jason Such at yeah. Primetime Lawn Care. And you know what? Uh, several people have too. It's really cool because. Like he he told me that you know there's people saying because they heard about it on the show and then there's those people then are turning around and telling other people because he does such a good job so yeah yeah that's one thing uh, Jason is one of probably the OCDs person oh yeah I've ever met in my life oh yeah I don't know if I could work for Jason I love him well, to death Jason he, I love you I do you, Jason, I don't know if I could work for if, you if he's gonna do something then he's gonna do it. Like to the best and right. Oh yeah, I it's haven't never going to have to do anything. It's going to be done right. Yeah, yeah. I can't say I've worked with Jason, but I have, or for Jason, but I have worked with him at uh, uh, Hands, like been yeah. around him yeah. with all that, you know. Yeah. And he's definitely a leader. Right. Oh yeah. Through when and he through, steps man. in there, he's just you just know that he's in charge, whether he is or not. He yeah. just has that person. Well, this yep. this was my coolest story of the week. I, I'm driving down the road and I get a phone call and I see it on my screen. You know, it's Jason, so I answer, "Hey, what's up?" He said, hey, man, I just got another job uh, because of somebody hearing it on the show. I said, hey, that's cool. I love that. That's awesome. He said, yeah, you want to hear the uh, bad news? I said, the bad news? He said, yeah, it was your (laughs) (laughs) ex-wife. That's a true story. That really happened. So the studio is looking looking great. Yeah, dude. So most of this is the incredible artistic uh, creativity of Casey here. But we're also having 
people that are like, hey, I got something great for the studio. We'd be getting mm-hmm. people donating the coolest, craziest stuff, man. Yep. Some of my Somebody favorite like stuff, dude. These two, they can't see the one, but the one they can see right there beside Josh, it says fake smile. Yeah. That's from a young lady here in town. Her name is Patience. And her mom sells her artwork on Facebook for five, ten bucks a pop. And That's so awesome. I've bought two now. Yeah. So we've got Patience's artwork in here. That's awesome. That yep. is awesome. My daughter does that kind of stuff too. Is this a who's who's is this? That's Sean Dickinson. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's, that's a too. that's a Sean Dickinson original that right there. Well, that one was twenty bucks. We're not going to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've also got a. Uh, she needs to stay with it. Coming yeah. soon. Coming soon. Awesome. We've got a big concrete tiger. Yep. Uh, courtesy of Everyday Sunshine and Jeff Everyday Sharp, Sunshine. he had an episode. Yep. And you show me a picture of something super cool. Yeah, right there. Oh, it's right there. Yep. Holy cow. That is Please it. tell us the story. So, can you see it? Yeah, you can see yeah, it. Yeah, you can see Let it. Let me move out of the way. That comes from the uh, African village in America. There is a gentleman in Birmingham, Alabama, who has dedicated his entire property to just doing folk art, like in an African style. And um, I'm pretty sure the old guy's batshit crazy, but he loves God. <laughs> like he loves God, and all of his messages are so positive. And I had an opportunity to get one of his pieces on my way home the other day, so I brought it that in is here. And the coolest. Yeah, yeah. He's it's on Nassau Street, and uh, is that how you say it? Nassau, Nassau. What's the old pirate community oh, that, like yeah. in the Bahamas? Yeah, is I'm it Nassau? Nassau, I'd say Nassau. Nassau, Nassau. yeah. yeah I, so think Nass- I might be saying it wrong too, but I think. But it's that's Nassau. Uh, Nassau Street in Birmingham. You can find it on like uh, Atlas Obscure or something. It's re- if you're ever going through Birmingham, it's worth going by and see it. Now it's a junkyard just full of cool, funky folk art. But you know, it was a big, it was a big thing for me. Until you, you sent me that text, pieces. I'd never heard of it, and now I'm planning to go. I, yeah. I want to check it out. Yeah, uh, Josh, welcome to What's the up, shit show. Good to be the circus, it's man. only been like six months in the making. Uh, well, and look at the time. Josh is going to have you. What you going to do? What you going to do? <laughs> that was. A sh- I got a short story anyway. So. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Whatever. I got a feeling Josh is going to be a. a, a you barely returning. know me, man. I know, six man. Weeks, six weeks. But, but you were telling. He's me, known me. Three years longer than yeah. you, and we've only years. met one time. I like you ever heard Ron Swanson on Park and Rec when he says, <laughs> yeah. He said, Some of the, my best friend, we still never talk sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how good a friend's we well, we're, we're talking Sunday morning because we were at the same church, and uh, we were talking, and he started telling me, I was like, well, What kind of stuff are we gonna talk about? He started telling me, and I was like, "Oh, dang! This might be a mini series." <laughs> oh, dude, it's <laughs> it'll be like Yellowstone. We'll just do a spinoff. <laughs> uh, every every three months, we'll have a spinoff for Josh. It's, it's one. Well, it's it's crazy because a lot of it was caused by church, and I tried to fix it with church too. So that yeah. caused a lot more. It's like a endless Domino cycle effect. that I kept finding myself in. So I want to I want to touch on something real quick, and then I want to jump into that. Is you and I met in a Harbor Freight parking lot. Yeah, we did. I because thought you were going to rob me. That's, that part's true. I really thought you were going to rob me. Because you have a 68? No, a 71 with 71. a 67 hood. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And David was with me, and at the time she was wanting to build a truck. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, a 71 what? What are you talking about? C10. C-10. Yeah. Gotcha. So it turns out I buy her truck, and she quits her job, and our deal was I'll pay for half the parts if you pay for half of <laughs> yeah. it. And guess what? It's still sitting on jack stands because you can't buy any parts. But... The truck is what stopped me to talk to you. Yeah. You know, and then I think it was a couple of days later, maybe we exchanged phone numbers or something we did. because you yep. had the you had the cab. Yep. That I never picked up. <laughs> that, that you had a cab that's yeah, behind I, my shop yeah. <laughs> at my house. That I told so many people, like, dude, I finally got my cab. Forty eight four. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, can, I can begin to I can begin to build this and I was messing around in the shop and then I got a golf cart and I got this. Dude, it's this. still there if you want it. Man. Yeah. I need to do that. But it's it's one of those things, like I think it's super cool how God works in the sense of it was just a very simple introduction. <laughs> I actually met Farron just as weird as I met you. It was at uh, Vintage Sundays. Yeah, so so super I'm, cool thing. Oh, I love yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay is the coolest. Shout out to Lindsay. Shout out to Lindsay Shea Stag. I don't know her she, that well. I just support she got, her. She got me for two records the other day. I, about some yeah. stuff, Lindsay, Lindsay's got a crazy story too, man, about how she got to where she's at and some yeah. of the things that she's been through. And I don't know all of it. I just know a, a little small snippet of it. But well, now we got to make her be on the show. She's she's been able to achieve something in a city where she shouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. her business should not have survived. Yeah. in the market that it has. Right. And so she has a natural talent well, for making that happen. She's just well, a and, nice and, person, yeah, a genuine yeah, yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I've always been a Christian, but I haven't been a 
devout? I do. I don't. I do not fit in, man. I never yeah. fit in, man. Yeah, me either. I mean, the I, I got to where like it was. Sometimes it's it is rebellion because they'll say, "Hey, you know, don't dye your hair purple." So I go dye it pink and go yeah. back to church. Yeah, you don't say shit about pink. You just yeah. say purple. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I did that stuff as a kid, but um, I grew up really, really poor. You know, like dirt poor. I'm talking single wide trailer from 1972 pull the bed away from the wall when it rains poor you know what like, i mean like hot dogs and macaroni yes. poor like that's my dresser pull the drawer out i got a pet rat in there you know i'm yeah. feeding him to it not you know that kind of poor you know and, oh wow uh so i bounced around a lot and my mom she's still alive but she never was uh <coughs> around much you know she just uh she wasn't a, a christian i think she got into church when I got an adult, but uh, um, when I was a kid, she didn't go to church or nothing. But my grandparents did, and they would always take me to church and everything. But they were very legalistic people, and mm-hmm. my mom and dad divorced. My dad was a biker. He never was home much, you know, but um, I didn't see him much. There's very much one of them kind of stories of Southern kid where the mom is keeping the kids from the dad, and the dad's just, you know, some of the best times I ever spent yeah. in my life was with my dad, but I never got to see him because, yep. you know, yeah, it, you know, if the child support wasn't right or whatever, right. you know, and my grandparents didn't like him, so it was always back and forth. Well, um, that was pretty much my whole childhood up to fifteen, just an argument and a, all that. But my grandparents kept taking me to church, man, ever um, every Sunday, man. And when I turned fifteen, that's when my life changed. That's when everything I never fit in at church. I never was cool with those kids i was always the poor kid my grandparents didn't want to raise kids but they were taking care of me because they didn't want to see me go into the system or nothing i think and uh my mom would get me you know but um she was in and out of hospitals and stuff Hmm. and uh when she when i turned i think it was 11 or 12 she'd been married probably four or five times and uh (laughs) um anyway uh you know, to that point. Uh, what a horrible point. person! I think she I'm was. Sorry. I think at that time she was married three. The subtle slight. I, love I know, that. right? This dude, uh, these dudes would beat. They wouldn't like you, friend. They'd beat the dog. They'd beat the brakes off of me, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and uh, uh, anyway, the um, she married a guy around. I think I was eleven or twelve, and I'd been living with her for a year or two then. And he was. All right at first, you know, but then he, when, anyway, when my dad turned, when I turned 15, my dad shot himself. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I probably, if you cumulated all the years I spent with him up to that point, I probably only got three years with my dad. Wow. Total. Yeah. And they were the best times of my childhood. But when he shot himself, um, pretty much that summer, she kicked me out, you know. And so it was. You said uh, you were fifteen. Yeah. So that's was, a complete derailment at that point. Yeah. I mean, like life was over, man. Yeah. I had no will to live. I uh, that was the first time that I, I was done. You know? Yeah. Uh, I tried to hang myself with a, a belt, and it. Uh, hey, you part of the belt club. I couldn't get it to work. You know. Yeah. Couldn't get it to. Uh, and this still at fifteen. Yeah, when I was sixteen oh, when I did Sixteen. That. Yeah. yeah. God. I turned. I think I turned sixteen when my mom kicked me out, or something like that. Mm. And uh, so it was rough, man. It was like there was there's so much about it I don't remember because I would get in this fog, you know, like where I, dude, I play. I remember playing this game all the time. I talked to my kids about this, where I would imagine a better life and try to live there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wanted yeah, to live sure. in a fixing a truck or something like that. Yeah. And after Dad died, well, they took me. To his funeral, that was one of the worst. That was what sent me. Uh, he had shot himself in the eye and blew his brains out, you know. And they had an open casket, mm. which is the craziest thing Dude, I've ever heard. So my stepmom was a, she was a stripper, which my dad was rock and roll, man. He yeah. was, he was everything we are, but he just, I can't imagine being in his shoes and not getting to see my kids. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I, I don't don't know what i would do that's the yeah. only reason i made it back from vegas yeah you know i, I, I moved to vegas and it lasted very very short but it was I david could. that was that was the only reason i came i don't back. think i could do it man i don't think i could not see them know they yeah. exist know they're there yeah and when i seen him 
in the casket. It, it was twofold because one, you know, sometimes when you go to funerals, I hate funerals, man. I, yeah. I, I don't enjoy them. You know, I don't do the whole Southern, you know, let's get together and love fellowship and all that. I, I don't like them because of this. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing right. for people to do. Yeah. Closure is an amazing thing. But uh, when I seen him, like where he's done that, you know, it was all makeup. Dude, that was the worst thing yeah. to see. He had long black hair. He was a, my dad was a Native American, which you wouldn't tell looking at me. My mama was blonde haired, blue eyed, but um, he was, uh, had this real pretty long black hair. You could tell that it messed it up, you know, and dude, it was awful. And um, I remember they took me to the uh, house where he was at. Me and my uncles were really cool to me, his two brothers, but, um, there were some people there that I remember he had a step, my dad had a half brother or step brother or something. I remember him saying, you know, this is your and your brother's fault. This is, this is on you, you know? And dude, I lost it. I mean, yeah. swinging, just <coughs> we're done, you know, we're not talking no more. And <coughs> during all that, though, that, all that, that dude, that sent me into a depression. That was the first time I ever dealt with that. And I remember I was 16, man. I was living in this trailer with my friend, and uh, I just, I was done. I was like, there is no point to life, man. This is how it ends. Like, right. if this is how it ends for him, this is how it's going to end for me. Yep. So I strung a belt up, popped it in the uh, top of this uh, part of this bed that was high, and it just kept breaking. And I remember getting so mad that I tore the bed apart <laughs> and uh, had just a breakdown, you know? Yeah. And Jeez. Uh, then I... Uh, I was doing pretty bad, and I moved back in with my grandparents, uh, and I paid my grandma, you know, like weekly, you know, to live with, rented a room from her. And through all this, you know, I was just, I was going through all this, dude, just bad stuff alone, you know, didn't have nobody. My grandparents were, uh, my grandma was a amazing person, but my grandpa was um, very abusive, you know, and uh, liked to. He would smack you around, you know, like, I'm not talking like a slap. He'd punch you, you know. And, yeah. Um, he just wasn't a very good fella. So being, you didn't really have anybody to talk to, you yeah. know. And uh, so I went through, man, this just, that where, was. That where where was this? Years. Was it here? Was Cur it in this area? Curry. Curry, okay. You know, we're uh, like an hour and a half from here. Uh, Yeah, I, I know where it's at. I yeah. Think it's I've, up around I've passed through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, that's about all you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was just, dude, it was just, that was four years there where that was just, that mm -hmm. was my life, you know, just yeah. dark, man, just twisted up. And I got in, that was where I really sunk in the music, which saved my life. But it was in that area, there's nothing but churches. Yeah. Kind of like it is, you know, everywhere else you go in the south. Is there a Spring Avenue in Curry? I think there is, actually. Okay. I, I know there's a Spring uh, uh, Garden Chinese restaurant. But <laughs> I wish our Spring Avenue had a they Chinese restaurant. They got a Dollar General and a, and a Chinese restaurant. I there. think they even got a Walmart now. It's in Jasper right there. But, but, but you know, but it didn't have 75 churches on three yeah. mile, in I'm a three-mile spot oh, like dude, our Spring had. Avenue. I'm going to tell you something. We, we, got, we got to, uh, you were talking about... And curry with your grandparents, yeah, and then and going to church. Yeah, they they would drag me to church, and I was uh, I was never I fit, I didn't fit in. Man, I just did. I was not one of those kids. Yeah, I didn't play. I played baseball a little bit, but I that was only to try to fit in. I never. Mm -hmm. My grandpa wanted me to. I didn't play ball. I, didn't, I wanted to play music, you know. And the only thing you could play around there, you, I wasn't old enough to be in a bar, so you know we played at church if you wanted to play somewhere. So music has saved my life in that sense because that was what drove me into music. That's one of the reasons I love it now. And then I didn't force it on my kids. This is what's beautiful about our band and stuff is my kids done it, started doing it on their own and knew mm -hmm. I did it. And they cool. were like, Dad, I want to be in a band. And I'm like, dude, I know just the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Your mom plays bass. Because if you pushed them, they wouldn't have done it. <laughs> no, I never yeah. pushed it. Yeah. But I do, like now I'll say, you know, we got practice, you know, or we're going to play Friday night. And it bums my daughter out if she can't be there. You know yeah, what I mean? She's that's like, awesome. Oh man, I I gotta work, Dad, or something like that. And that you know, it's cool, but uh, never forced it on them. Never, and that brought it full circle back to the us playing in a band together. Same thing with religion. You know, <laughs> don't force it on them. It might come right 
Bible says yeah. raise them up in the way they should go and they won't depart from it. It right. doesn't mean they'll always be perfect. Right. It just means they'll come back to it, I think. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, my grandparents raised me up like that, but my grandpa was one of those people. I don't want to get too much into it, but he had a uh, um, a secret kind of uh, life. You know what I mean? He yeah. never was bad to me. But there were girls in our family and stuff that, as I got older, I found out some things, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was abusive to me, beat my ass and stuff. But he uh, he was he done some bad things, you know. And um, so as I got older, the more it took, like I was thinking, I remember my dad. I was sitting at the tailgate with my truck of, of a truck with my dad one time, and my dad said, I was talking about my grandparents, and I was like ten, you know, and. My dad said, uh, whoever was standing there, he said, yeah, they're all good Christian people. They're great Christian people. Hmm. I didn't know it at the time because I didn't know what sarcasm was, but I didn't know that he was um, put, you know, he was he was putting them on a pedestal for a reason because he knew that's what they wanted. You know what I mean? And uh, as I got older, we had a few talks where he, you know, explained some things to me. But um, then I got older, like, and I started realizing that the people that were telling me that my dad was the worst person I could be around were actually the worst people I could be around, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, these people are not for me. Yeah. My dad, even though, yeah, he might smoke smoke a little, he might drink, he might do all this, he might be married to a stripper. It just means he's living his life, man, and right. he's happy with who he is and where he's going, you know? Yeah. And uh, the day before my dad shot himself, he went to church again, and uh, um, it didn't it was the same thing, you know, yeah. and he Jeez. he just, it was like he was, I don't know this, but it, just me thinking about it and knowing him, I think that he was looking for that uh, that answer, and he yeah. didn't find it, yeah. you know. And that's hard, dude, because it's, unfortunately, that's the, even in our society today, I, I think that tattoos are insanely more widely accepted oh, yeah, than they yeah, were 15, sure. 20 years ago. You know, yeah. it's not like you walk in the church and everybody goes, <gasps> yeah. oh, my God. It's it's not like that anymore, but that same I don't even want to say spirit, but that same spirit is very much there. It's just now it's in a more clicky kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it's either you belong to this life group or you belong to that life yeah. group. And I if mean, you belong to this life group, you're not really in the same click with these people. Yeah. But on the surface, everybody's glad that you're here. Hey, we're yeah. glad you're here. Yada yada yada. I mean, I, that's one of the reasons I, I'd been out of church for about a year when I met Farron. Actually, I went to his church because I heard Barry's podcast, and I was like, "I'm gonna go see what that's about," you know. But um, it's okay. I, I've been out of church for a I, decade. I so. gave up. I, I'm still, no offense to anybody from church or sure. you, I'm still kind of gave up on church. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's where it's at. Yeah. Now, I think that's the attitude you should have, even if you're going to church. Yeah. Because you shouldn't put. I put for a long time. Hey, I can fix me by getting there. Yeah. And you can't. You yeah. got to well, fix you by you. Gotta you got to fix you. The, the purpose of the church. It's between you and God, man. Yep. The purpose of the church, as far as I'm concerned, is for the community aspect. It's just fellowship. Because you can, have, be, yeah. you can have the relationship with Jesus like Casey and his family does if you don't go. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. still have that. Yeah. There's a lot of people that go to church every Sunday that do not have a relationship with Jesus and Jesus as a foundation of their family like you do. He said that. And he you said don't go. Not everyone yeah. that cries, Lord, Lord, will be. Yeah. You know uh, something that I'm thinking of, that that I'm thinking of, and I don't know. This might be a silly. You said a while ago. I said all that to say this, so I get to say imperfect analogy. Yeah, perfect analogy. No, it's not even an analogy. I just said that. But uh, I shared a clip this week that actually Courtney sent us. I don't know if you had. Yeah, I didn't to look get at to watch it. it though, dude. I, I shared I do it. Have I went it, ahead and posted it. Up. I shared it on our Facebook page. Okay, I don't know much about him. Uh, all I know is he's got a great voice, but I don't really listen to him. But this dude, Jelly Roll. Oh, I love Jelly Roll. Okay? Yeah. So I know he's got a great voice. I don't know nothing else about him. Uh, I don't listen you know, to his so music. Not, I like him and his wife as people. Yeah. Well, and see, there you go. Because I, I, I don't know not, him and his wife as people. There's nothing wrong with his music. Don't I don't just, know him and his wife as people. I just So that's why I'm saying I'm not endorsing this guy because I don't know anything about him. I'm probably going to check out it. Check I'll it out endo- more now. I'll endorse it. But anyway, the clip that I shared, and somebody sent that to me and you on yeah. over the phone um the clip it's not very long but it's jelly roll calling out to church mm-hmm. and basically what he said is he said sometimes i think jesus is going to have to die again because <laughs> he said all of these religious people are are 
being the opposite of him. Yeah. He said things that we say all the time that we take for granted, but maybe people that have never been in church don't, yeah. about who Jesus spent his time with and who he hung yeah. out with, uh, you know, being with the, the woman at the well, being yeah. with the prostitutes the and the thieves, sinners. liars, and, and the, the thieves, whores, man. That's, that's who, who he spent his time with. And, uh, and Jelly Roll was saying the very same people that, that the so-called church is condemning, he said the first people to mistreat my wife are the church women. Yep. Yeah, and, and they're the ones that killed Jesus, and they're the ones that strung the, him up. This is the crazy See, that's, part that's, about it. Yeah, is we can say whatever we want on this show. I mean, I don't give a shit. Casey, I do the damn show. Com. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the email for it. The problem is the church. Yeah, that is yeah. the problem. Yep. That 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 is the problem. The crazy part for me that I, I I agree with every bit of that. So don't take this as me. No, it's me. If anything, embellishing it. But it's it's almost like when you get God in your life, it's not that he changes you. He gives you the tools to change you. Yep. It's like your dad handing you a toolbox to say, fix your truck. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's To me, that that's how he works for me. Right. You know, like um, I never even looked at Colossians before this last month. And that's yeah. to me, that's one of the keys in the Bible. Yeah. To read that book and understand what he's writing about. Yeah. That's. That's life changing, man. Yeah. That's not a. Uh, and that's uh, because it's relationship. Yeah. But it's, it's relationship. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm not saying the church is bad. I'm just saying people don't walk in with that relationship. Their no. relationship ends at what the pastor ended, the last yep. word that he said. Yep. And that's the end of the relationship. And that's not what it was meant well, for. What, it's not meant as a social club no, to feel not. good about myself or feel bad. What, what hurts me is that there are some. I mean, I'm going to have to say that I'm sure that there are unfortunately few and far between but there are some congregations there are some actual pastors that are preaching the word and and preaching the relationship and preaching grace and preaching acceptance but because so many more are not then they're all lumped into the to yeah, the church yeah. is bad and you know if you and if you've had a bad experience in church then why are you going to think that another one's not bad. There's a, I think there's a whole lot of pastors out there, dude, that do a phenomenal job of guiding people in a correct light and encouragement of having a genuine relationship yeah. with God. But our society, the people of the church, are the ones that begin to twist that. Yeah. And and they don't, they don't because the relationship stops. Yeah. You know, if I go home and kiss my wife one day a week. Our marriage is going to fall apart yep. because there's no intimacy. Yeah. There's no relationship there. I didn't, you know? I didn't, speaking of bad, you know, you said something about bad experience. I didn't have a good experience in church until like three years ago. I met a guy named, I'm going to name drop a pastor. I don't think he's at a church right now, but he does do lessons every Sunday on Facebook. Um, he's a great guy, but his name is uh, Robbie Stingle. And uh, I'm not putting him on a pedestal, but he just... He had those things that clicked for me that yeah. he would say, you know, and that was the first. I didn't even get to sit under him long, but that was the first guy that kind of helped me with that. But anyway, getting back to the um, back to your story. Yeah, yes, yes. The whole time during all this, me and Ash, my wife, were kind of dating <coughs> through school. And like we I've known her since I was seven. And uh, so we're off and on in school. You know, I'm getting in fights because of her and all the kinds of stuff. We're mm -hmm. just I quit school at 16 and get a GED or whatever it is. And uh, um, we still see each other a few times, you know. And we basically, during that period from 15 to 20 or whatever, I started seeing another girl. She started seeing this really good-looking dude. And uh, she she marries him. That was me, I think, a burp. She's, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which one of y'all that was. It sounded like a stomach. It's one of them weird ones. <laughs> like a hungry stomach. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she... Uh, uh, like a ventriloquist burp. She married one. this really good-looking dude, man. Like, I mean, I could tell why she married him. My, my ugly butter him. Anyway... Dang, dude. I, Dang, dude. Are you, I married, did you kind of like him, and that's why you're bitter? No, no. <laughs> this dude looked like Robert Pattinson off of oh, wow. uh, Twilight. Terrible bad. I get it. I get it, then. I get it. <laughs> I agree with that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, she married him, and um, she had what is now our first daughter, Allie. And a lot of people don't know this story. Um, a lot of people don't know any of this, but um, she had what is now our oldest daughter, Allie. Well, um... So she's going through all this while I'm going up to this point, too. I met my first wife, and uh, we actually weren't married. We we married the last year we were together, I think it was, because we she got pregnant. 
Well, during this time when she's, uh, me and my first wife were married and Ashley and her husband are married. Um, Ashley's husband, uh, commits suicide. Mm. And, uh, uh, he had some, I don't want to get too much into that cause that's part of more part of Ashley's story, but he had some big demons, man. And, um, the day I'll just paraphrase all this, the day of the funeral, Ashley, uh, comes home and she she didn't feel right but you know of course she's going through right. hell you know yeah and uh she took a pregnancy test she's pregnant oh, wow man. wow and the same pretty much simultaneously simultaneously however you say that i am dealing with uh losing a, my wife at the time uh, has a horrible miscarriage I'm talking to the point, like she calls me at work. She says, I need you to come home. I take off, you know, and uh, she's just cramping real bad. I try to pick her up by the floor and get her into the bathroom, call an ambulance. I'm trying to do all this, and uh, she's bleeding everywhere. So I put her in the truck. I got her there quicker than the ambulance was going to get to us because I knew they had that ride back, too, yeah. you know. And uh, I get her there, and um, we, me and her, probably to this day, I haven't seen her in years, well over a decade, but uh, um, probably 15, probably 13 years, at least 14. But um, we were friends. We should have never been married. We should have never been together. I was lonely. She was uh, lonely, you know. There was... Uh, You're in we, good company. I can tell you that. We met in yeah. church. Yeah, we can, we can relate. <laughs> we met in church, you know. Like, we were both didn't fit in, you know. I don't know where she's at now, uh, but she knows who she is if she's listening to this. But um, we went through that together, and it yeah. was awful, man. And in the hospital room, her mom was there, and I was like, um, I said, uh, you know, we both knew it was over. I remember looking at her, and we just knew this was done. You yeah. know, well, the only reason we got married was so you'd have insurance to have a kid. You know. Yeah. And so I leave. I left her there with her mom. I asked her. I didn't. It wasn't an asshole move. I asked her. She said she was more comfortable with her mom. So I just. I said, I'm going to go to the house if y'all need me. We're both, you know, horrible places. This is the first time I met God, in a sense. Um, not physically, but, you know, knew yep. he was real. His whole life, you know, you get that feeling of, you know, like people who say they're saved, more power to you because I've never felt like I could drop to my knees and got saved. It, just, I ne- it never worked for me like that. I yep. never felt that. It had to be a... Just something different. But anyway, the um, and if that works for somebody, more power to you, man. But um, I go home, and I reach in my drawer, man, and there's a revolver there that was uh, her grandpa's. And this thing was so bad. It's like an H&R 38 or something like that. This thing was so bad, the bullets were green. Like, it was, I don't even know if this, the slide would rotate, but I, don't think, I think the button was broke, so I couldn't unload it, you know? So it was... Uh, but anyway, I didn't care. I picked it up. I walked down the woods. There's this creek behind our trailer. And uh, I walk uh, I walk down there, and I sit down, man. And I, I'm completely – I remember being at peace this whole time. Not e- even after – you know, even beforehand. I wasn't crying, wasn't gone, you know, nothing like that. And I said, this is the second time that I've lost anything that meant, like, what am I doing, you know? Yeah. No one to uh, pat me on the back. No one to say, hey, come on with me. You know, none of that. Dude, I stuck it to my head and pulled the trigger. And uh, it uh, it was just, that was it. Hammer dropped, just click. This is when I, the first time I knew God was real, I was sitting there and it felt like somebody had put, took a blanket out of a dryer and just put it around me. Mm. and I don't know how long I sat there. I know it was daylight when I went down there. It was hours, and then night when I come back. But when I came back up, it's like the second time. The first time was out of frustration. You know, the second time was out of love. Yeah. And I just remember thinking I'm supposed to experience love. That's what life is about. Yeah. It's four, you know. Wow. 
I divorced. I put in. Uh, we we made. Well, I mean, it was amicable too. We went to her parents' house. We told them we was, you know, we're look, we're. This isn't for us, you know. We don't want to be married. We um we want a divorce. Her mom was cool. Her mom is still cool. I seen her uh, when her dad actually passed, and I went and seen them, and me and Ash both, and they were just not. They're not the nicest people that you will meet. And um. Anyway, we we went our separate ways, you know. The whole time I go I go to work and I put in my notice and I'm building. A, I got this old Harley, you know. There's a lot more, of course, going on, but I got this old 1960 uh, Ironhead Harley, you know. Nice, chopped and all this stuff, and I'm building the motor for it because I I got every plan of riding this thing to Mexico and just disappearing. I don't only think I I don't know if I told a lot of people about that part, but um, I'm done, you know. I, I got to go. Like I didn't have a plan to go out there and kill myself or nothing, but I had a plan to go out there and not come back. You yeah. know, like find the life, find something besides this one horse podunk town that's killing me, you know? Yeah. And uh I'm on my way out, man. I'm working out of one month notice at work, you know, during this is over the course of, you know, months. Divorced, I'm homeless, you know, at this time again, uh homeless living in my truck, but I don't want to, you know, because I, I still got money, got a job and all that. And um, anyway, I meet this girl, man, and I was like, I, I noticed her from the jump, but I was like, hey, ain't you one of, you know, don't you remember Ash? And she's like, yeah, she's still around. And I was like, where is she? And she, <laughs> she wouldn't tell me. And she's like, you you want to go out on a date and stuff, you know? And I was like, yeah, let's go out on a date, you know? This was when Facebook was first started. I didn't even have a cell phone. And uh, one of my buddies worked for AT&T. He gave me one of his iPhones. And I had that girl hook me up with a Facebook account. <laughs> and then I used... <laughs> I'm sorry if you're listening. You know who you are, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I had her uh, uh, hook all that up. Then I used it to reach out yep, to Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley was engaged to Play another dude. <laughs> Ashley, was, <laughs> Ashley was engaged to a dude who was a he knows who he is too but uh, he was wait he didn't look like Taylor Lautner uh, he was he's a big old dude I don't want to piss him off I by mean, talking too much but he was I mean it was Robert Pattinson the first time so I thought maybe this time it was Taylor Lautner I don't know yeah she's engaged to this good guy this guy's a good guy but they don't they're not really dating because he lives a couple hours away you know they, we just all went to school together because she wants out, too. She wants a way out. And she's willing, at this point in her life, she's raising two kids. You know, they're, um, I think Allie and Ava were four and two when we got married. Mm-hmm. So she's uh, um, she's done this for a few years all on her own, you know, a couple of years all on her own. Had a baby by herself, you know, all this stuff. And um, uh, I reach out to her, and it's it's Friday, and uh, she says, uh I got to work today and tomorrow. She's a hairstylist, so Saturday was a big day. And I was a fabricator, so Saturday was a you know mandatory if we had a lot of work or whatever. And I said, well, I can't meet till Sunday either. So we'll meet Sunday at the I think it was Smith Lake, somewhere on Smith Lake. And uh, I pull up, man, and she's uh, she's out there with two girls, you know. And that you know this feeling, this time wasn't this isn't you know we're not talking years, we're talking months apart, you know. So I'm thinking looking at these two little girls and this woman that I've known my whole life and loved my whole life. Like, only only woman that, looking back now, that I ever really wanted to be with, even though I dated other women and stuff like that, this was the only one that was for, I would marry, you know, at this point. And even now, if I don't work out with her, I ain't getting married again. <laughs> I, that's, that's what I tell Hayden, too. She's it. I'm if, done. If I can't have her, I don't want anybody. I'm done, but it's because the state of Alabama. <laughs> they gonna let you do you know, it. I can, I can never, oh. I could never complain about getting quote unquote picked on because I always bring it up myself. Oh, but it's funny again. anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to derail your story. Well, uh, we're like, uh, I, I, I sat in the truck for. You remember them uh, back in the nineties, dude? It was often two thousands is big, but the Southern Conference Socos, trucks, dude. Dude, I had one. Always I had one, a one, dude. Regular cab. Always. 94, 95, yeah. you know? Did it have the wooden cutout console in it? It, it? The beer cooler in the bottom? Yeah, You can't tell me that wasn't a beer cooler. Yeah. It's even got a stopper that goes yeah, out to the street it. you pull yeah. for the ice to go yeah. out. Maybe it was yeah. for fish. No, it's yeah, for beer. Oh, that was for, <laughs> yes, sir. Big, you know, padded leather seats, yeah. you know? <laughs> Puff leather. Dude, too. it was bad. It was actually, uh, I bought it from uh, my parent, my stepdad, uh, who was married to my mom at that time. 
But uh, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I roll up in it, you know, ground effects, everything, roll pan. And I'm sitting in that truck just looking at her, man. And I just, I remember thinking, I, I love her. You know, like, I've, which I, we've dated. You know, this ain't the first, a lot of people hear this story and they think y'all are stupid. But and we kind of are because it was like a, you're talking a six, seven-year spread since the last time we seen each other. Yeah. <laughs> or six-year spread. But anyway, I walked down to the uh, water, man, and I sit there and, you know, we talk for a while. And she invites me over for dinner. And, uh first think is you know like yeah you know i ain't had a not you would think it'd be you know sexual but it wasn't it was like man i ain't had a home-cooked meal forever yeah because my first wife didn't that's a cook. big deal dude yeah. when you're a single guy yeah, that's like, that my that's first huge deal. that was my first thing well she almost killed me that night too but anyway uh i'm allergic to strawberries and she cooked breakfast for dinner and put strawberry jam on it and i was like this is amazing what kind of jelly is this and she's like strawberry and i was like oh god <laughs> took like six bit of drill but anyway uh I go, <laughs> I go to her little podunk six hundred eighty foot square foot trailer, you know, in the middle of the woods, and uh, I walk in, man, and I'm I, the whole time I'm kind of quiet, you know, I'm usually a quiet guy, but uh, um, I walk in and um, the whole time I'm thinking this is who I want to spend the rest of my life. this I want I want to get out of here, I still want to get out of here, but I want her, you yeah. know, and uh, um, man, we just we started talking, and I said. You gonna get married? And she's like, No. <laughs> I was like, and she's like, Well, you know, you don't have. She, we didn't. Neither one of us have any. You know, like we're actually thinking because we've learned. You know, from yeah. the first time. And I was like, We can run away. Let's just run away. And I, she had every plan of us going to California, top running away. Not California exactly, but you know, like yeah. running away. Like to, for real, running away. Yeah, yeah, going where nobody would find us. Um. And I actually talked her into Decatur because I wanted to be close enough to re- some relatives that I had left, which are passed away now. But anyway, the um, that sun that was Sunday night. I never left. We married the following Friday. When we were wow. in the courtroom or the courthouse getting married, the lady was counting up the days on her hands because I'd only been divorced for two final oh, for two days before we got married. <laughs> so I can't make fun of her too much, but. Uh, <laughs> And we've been married 13 years, man. And uh, um, so we we both have, um, and there's, you know, there's, of course, there's a lot more little stories than that. But the whole time we were married, the people that have came against us, and I say that, I don't say that lightly. I say that well thought out. They, the people who told us, you know, like, you've been married before, your tattoos, it was always this Christian-based stuff, man. And I was the Christian, not Ashley. So I was trying to take her around these churches and to these places and stuff like that. And it was awful, man. Like it was just, you know, like. And that's that's my favorite. Part, is, this is a fucked up thing to say, but that's my favorite part about stories like what you've got is you experience God yeah. down by the creek. Yep. Mm-hmm. And somebody will come along and go, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, that's not real. And it'll mind fuck you. If yeah, you're not they did. They told me, people it, told me that. Yeah. You, you end up going, to, well, do I, did I really? I didn't tell did anybody really God about day? it because I didn't want them to think I was crazy right. for five, six years, you know? Yeah. And that's that's what's happened to a lot of people, dude. And I think that's the one of the coolest aspects about finally answering, uh, my dad calls it a calling. I don't, I have a problem with titles, yeah. calling, yeah. ministry, stuff like yeah. that. I have a problem with that. But I think it was one of the, final, the, the coolest things about finally doing the damn show no pun intended, um, was to constantly meet people that were in a position to where they actually had an encounter with God. Yep. Yeah. You know, I was listening to George Carlin this week just because he's a I comical genius. Carlin, yeah. dude. He, he really is. Him and Richard Pryor were the best. And he, he grew up Catholic, yeah. you know, and that was his big stick with the whole God thing, you know, yeah. just because of the religion. It had nothing to do with God. You know, it had nothing to do with, how did he say it, the invisible man upstairs. Yeah, yeah. It had nothing to do with him. It had to do with the people that done that. And so you find people that, you know, you sent a message uh, a couple weeks ago. It was a very encouraging message, which I have a hard time taking that stuff. I know. Just FYI. Um, I don't ever expect an answer back. (laughs) You get get people. Shout out to Red. (laughs) Yeah. You get people that um, genuinely had an experience with God. And if if there's a trend. And there's been a lot of them on this show. There's been a lot of people mm-hmm. that I've had offline conversations with in other, pa- other places. The people that are at their lowest point, 
that's when they find God. Yeah. You know, that's when he makes himself apparent. And not everybody grabs that. You know, I've got a couple of suicide friends that are no longer with us. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And I can't dictate God's timeline. Mm-hmm. And I can't dictate his motives. That's you, not my job to do. But I do. There's a shit ton more people that are still here, yeah. like myself and like you, that have made that encounter. And, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, Deion Sanders. I'm not a big mm-hmm. football guy, but now he coaches for Colorado or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, college football. I didn't, I didn't follow it, but I did see an interview that he had after that game. And he said, I'm not here to please you. I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to do my job because God made me. You didn't make me. And this is what he's telling the press. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, that's at a point. That's where you're at. Yep. That's where you're at. That's where mm-hmm. I'm at. That's where a lot of people are. We're not anybody special. The no. show is not anything special. It's just an opportunity for people to tell their story about being at the creek ready to blow their fucking brains out yep. and it not working and God making himself apparent yep. to them in that moment. Yep. And I don't give a shit who you are. I don't care what title that you have i don't care how theologically um knowledgeable that you are when it comes biblically that is something that you can't take from me and it's not rebellious i don't i I do have a rebellious streak i have that i have to watch it but i don't do these things out of rebellion anymore i do these things out of you're not going to tell me what god did for me yeah Yeah. you're not going to tell me that the hook broke on the wall in the twelve dollar a night literally twelve dollar a night hotel room that the 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 belt was around my neck you're not going to tell me that that hook didn't break and that god told me or made an impression on me that i'm not done with you the second time that was the second time first time i clinically died the second time i'm not done with you you're not going to tell me that he didn't start making a work in my life. I don't care what your religion says. I don't care what your denomination says. I don't care what your board of deacons say. I don't care what your member base says. I don't care what your fucking small group leader says. Because God made an impact in my life. Yep. He mm-hmm. made himself apparent to me. Mm-hmm. And it changed my life. And it put me in a position to where all I know how to do is give it back. And go, I can't explain this any other way than this. And I just want people to understand, and I think you're there too, and I know that you're there. I want people to understand. I don't understand why we have to go through these things. Mm -hmm. I do know, but I don't want to get into it. I want people to understand that there is freedom there. Yeah. So if if you're at the creek and you're there with the pistol, physically, metaphorically, I don't give a shit. There is a freedom on the other side of that. But it begins with getting rid of the rhetoric. Again, I don't know why I keep using that word, but you have to get rid of the rhetoric. You have to get rid of the bullshit. You have to get rid of everything and be stripped down to a place to where it's just you and God. Mm-hmm. And I'll even go as far as this. I was talking to my dad about this yesterday on my way to Montgomery. Take God out of the picture. Yeah. Take the word God out. Just completely do away with it and start doing a self-inventory internally like a self-motive and go, I don't know about this God character. I don't know about him. I don't believe in it because really the only reason somebody doesn't believe in it is because this man made bullshit anyway. Yeah. That's the only reason that you wouldn't. Everybody would cash a million dollar check. No, yeah. A yeah. lot of the society will look at it and go, that guy ain't got a million dollars. I'm going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that. Take God, take Jesus, take all of it away. Take every bit of it away. Go find whatever, just go self-help yourself to go, how can I get out of this and start talking to yourself? And I say that arrogantly because I know that the God that I believe in will make himself apparent. That's right. When, that, right. When, I tell, when I tell this story, I refer to that as that section I just told you as chapter one. Uh, when I tell my story to people, and that doesn't happen often, but the second chapter starts like that. I decided When me and Ash decided to build our life, we said her parent to the point her parents are no longer a part of our life. Like just because of drugs and control and all this stuff. We decided at that moment nobody else is going to do this to us. Yeah. We're taking everything out of it. Yeah. Even God for a long time. We didn't go to church for years. We took everything out of it, though. And we still prayed at the table. We still hung out together. We, we, some people call it closing off, but, but we, you didn't, but we you just didn't, focused on us. But you didn't take God out. No, You no, took the church out. You took we, religion out. Well, we took. But you didn't take God I, out. I had, you said you praying at the table, you well, know. I had to take my perception of what he was out. Yeah, gotcha. boom. Gotcha. Because I couldn't. What he, winter, what, winter, chicken. Rhetoric. What he yep. was in my head wasn't right. Yeah. And what yeah. up till probably five years ago, I didn't have a good idea of what God was. 
And I will say, my life, I look at my life as chapters. Uh, that's just something that has yeah. happened since I got older. I don't yeah. know why I do that. But the second chapter involves Ashley. And Ashley... We uh, need to have her on here. I just started the third chapter. I'll put it that way. My and life has just changed to a point where I look at this as a new chapter. When you said that earlier, I was like, well, this is chapter one. Yeah. yeah. You this know, is and then we'll come back, and then we're going to do chapter two. Definitely. And then we can grow into the, the, yeah. the others, because I'm, I mean what I say. I want everybody that's been on here to come back. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know obviously, we don't, I want every, back, we don't want Red every week, <laughs> you know, but I want Red to come back. I want Courtney to come back. I definitely yeah. want you to come back. Yeah. Yeah. And it, we want and, you to come back, and we want Ashley to come, too. Because it's, it's like an audible book. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I, I told him, I've told him before, and I told another guy, I was like, you know, not every spoken word has to be heard. No. That's what books are for. But when you begin to stretch this stuff out like this, yep. you can actually, you know, the, the story will continue yep. over time. And that, and that's the beautiful part of about it being an audio podcast is and because the, you can come back as many times as you yeah, want to The good back. part about this, too, is uh, it gives people like me who, you know, this uh, probably you don't seem like you're the top like I am, but I know he is. I'm extremely introverted. Yeah, but... Yeah, like, me too. When you no, meet really. somebody you really <laughs> love, like, and you really want to build a relationship with her, whether it be yeah. Hayden or whoever, you want to tell them that story. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. So you feel like you, uh, you feel like you tell it too much. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah. man, I can't... I, I brag, trauma dump. I, I mean, brag yeah. about... I brag sometimes about but how him, transparent he'll tell you the same thing four times a day. Yeah. But you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm I brag, just, I brag sometimes... <laughs> unintentionally, I brag sometimes about how transparent I am. But if we want to get down to the truth of the matter, uh, it's I can't help it. So since I can't help it, then I might as well just act like it's a good thing. Five yeah. is your lucky number, so... You only uh, got... How many... Well, you're on. This will be the fifth guitar this month if you sell it. Oh, jeez. So maybe hey, the next want, one you'll you love. Don't want, you don't want to talk about the guitars and talk about numbers. It's a problem. It's, I'll it's just keep problem. this one too. I got well, this the, other one. Well, but I could be like you because you got like thirty guitars. That's because my wife loves my me. Pro- yeah, <laughs> she buys well, them. Mine, mine would allow me to. She's awesome like that. But see, mine is my OCD thing. I can't have more than one at a time because if I got two, then I'm looking at them like I don't. What's the point of this? I don't even want to. Say I got problems. On man. record, problems. how many? Instruments are in my house. I don't want to say. Well, that. everybody plays them. It's not just you. It's not I have just as, that. I have as many instruments as I do guns in my house. Zero. I, I don't want to say you how many. You got a banjo here. It's not in my house. <laughs> it's not in my house. <laughs> I don't even want to say how many instruments. Well, some of them are the uh, orchestra or symphonies too. Yeah. Symphonies too. Because my daughter plays with them. You know the Decatur Symphony. So let's let's. Uh, Let's let's talk let's about, talk about let's, hot dogs. Let's talk about hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so you buy a hot dog and you're cutting your grass. <laughs> so you're you know, let's go to the let's go to the questions. And um, so you're on a road trip, right? right. Family y'all are going to do something fun, whatever. It's the middle of the night. You go in. What are you coming out with? Oh, dude, a pipeline punch monster and a dill pickle slim jim. What? Yeah, you got a lot of time to think about uh, this. Yeah, this is a no, true. This listener. is not. That's no, a true listener. Listen, I, I, I don't have to think about that answer. I have known it's coming, but I don't have to think about it. Pineapple punch monster, pop lime punch, the pink lime punch, the pink, the pink one, one. Yeah. and a dill pickle slim jim. Dude, didn't even know. It was Never a had thing. a dill pickle. Didn't even know it was a thing. Bruh, if you ain't had I'll that, you, you are missing out. I bet you I try one in the next I bet I, couple yeah, days. I, I, I bought I'm one. in Kentucky all week next week. I better find one. Yeah, dill pickle slim jims are amazing. And the pipeline punch, dude, it's a, it's a, it's tastes like Hawaiian punch. That's what my si- my sister kind of like was that bus that dude, Barry was driving, that amazing, Hawaiian punch man. bus yeah, when Barry was driving. Bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are amazing. Got the little dude surfing on the side. Yeah. Of it. Hey, let me say this: you talked about him being a true listener, you know. And for I real, know the answer to like, my next question. Well, you, you told me he, he told me earlier. Fine, you just asked the damn question. He told me earlier because it's thir- today's thir- a Thursday. We're recording, and Thursdays when we drop episodes. And he told me, yeah, midnight last night. I got the ding that alerted me that the new episode had dropped. So I listened to it at midnight. He knows the second question. But, yeah. Well, so what's the of second question? So uh, what do I want my message to the masses to be? Nope, no, that's, that's the, the third, third question. question. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I, oh wait. The second one is the Christmas question. You are not oh, a true. Oh, You're I not did. a true. No, listener. no, wait. I, I, I got the second one. What? Uh, it's Christmas. You're a kid. You come down. What's under the tree? Yep, that's it. You want to know the only Christmas present I ever got? I got one birthday present and one Christmas present, and it was the Ninja Turtle Dome. That was oh, like the, te- the Techno yes, Dome deal. That yeah, we, yeah, and dude. my dad had got uh, all the tur- the turtles and master splinter in it for me when i was a kid i was a huge ninja turtle fan. that's Hell cool yeah, man and then he got me uh one year that was only one year i got christmas presents but uh he got me the remember when wolverine was yellow and black yeah 
Yeah. He got me a, uh, one of the tall ones, you know, you see at Walmart. Sweet, They're sweet. redoing that, by the way. The uh, new Deadpool is going to have one. that version of Wolverine in it. They need to get Hugh Yeah, Gatton. I've heard that, yeah. yeah. But that was the two presents I got as a kid, and they were my favorites. Maybe because they were the sweet. only, the only they ones, were the, but they hey, were awesome. But it was awesome. What's the What's the tombstone message? The message to the masses? Life is short. Make your story worth telling. Boom. Yeah. Solid. There's Josh's shirt. I thought, yeah, yeah. that'd be an awesome shirt. I thought for sure, though, since he is the faithful listener, that he was going to crack something about when recording drums. I just, I just thought, because he's the musician guy too, you know. When you're eating when hot dogs recording and recording drums, and, drums in the studio. And yeah. <laughs> my message uh, to anybody would be the same message it is to my kids. And that could be, you know, you know you had the whole YOLO crowd or whatever, you know, remember years yeah. ago. But this, that to me that means just make life worth living, man. Yeah. You're going to have to, because if you count on everybody else, you're going to be depressed the rest of your life. Dude. Right. And it's never, you're never going to live up. Make your story worth reading. Yep, absolutely, dude. I love it. And what I, if you actually made every one of these T-shirts? I'm working on it. I seriously Beautiful. am. Beautiful. I seriously am. I it's seriously am working on it. That way we can have the just a list of it and put it on the site, and you'll be able to go pick whichever one you want. And that would be like me. I'll so have cool. all of them. But you know, that, I, I would wear one every day. I would wear a different one of T-shirts wear, every day. I would wear one every that's, day. That's that's the plan is yeah. to constantly rep it all the time and have yeah. it out there. It's just you know I got like 14 million things. Well, going that on. I still I got my own band shirt. I wear that. And I need at least one sticker. <laughs> Because I need yeah. to stick over my car, dude. We have to explain this. Yes, this has absolutely. Been here the whole time. That was, that's where I was. That's where we were going to go. This is so going to be explain the, it. the roughest edit job ever, dude. Nah. Okay. <laughs> so look, this says, and if you've been looking at this the whole time, you've probably thought to yourself, uh, "What's a why muggle? is there a Harry Potter thing?" Or if you don't know Harry Potter, what's a Muggle? Or if you're one of these religious church people that we bash all the time, witchcraft. <laughs> Anyway, I got a whole other story about that. So I'm in I'm in uh, Everyday Sunshine, the coolest thrift shop on the face of the earth, Jeff Sharp's place, you know. And I'm picking up some stuff because he donated us a big concrete tiger. I can't wait to have it in the studio. It should go right there. <laughs> anyway, uh, he got that and he said he was trying to clean it. Paint was coming the off. Sign and he said, the, the sign fairing. I know, but he said, he said what, he, paint was coming off. <laughs> and he said, I was I'm thinking about Casey. <laughs> I wanted to say Casey. I wanted to name drop you. <laughs> He said, I'm about Casey I'm here. and what Casey could do with a cat. <laughs> He's on camera. Anyway, it's my so, damn show. so I saw this, and I was like, we need this in the studio. I bet the rest of the letters are in the side drawer, and we could put whatever we want on it. So I pick, I pick it up. Well, then they said, no, that's all the letters we got. No muggles allowed. That's it. I tried to figure out something else to put here with just those letters. Couldn't come up with anything decent. So this is a challenge, listeners. Okay. Can you see it good? No muggles allowed. These are the only letters we have for this sign. But if you will email us something in. We'll change it. KCFandTheDamnShow.com. Superfan at DoTheDamnShow.com. If you can't remember all that, fan.davis at iCloud. You I mean, can put come it on. in the comments on YouTube. If you Yes, yeah, put, put it in the comments, comments on, on YouTube. YouTube. If you'll send that, we're going to watch that. And then whatever we get. You know, as long as it's not, you know, just ridiculously stupid. Oh, uh, no, I'll still get, put it on there. I'll <laughs> oh, put yeah, it on there. I don't care. We're going to see how many different ones and maybe let this be a recurring If you can thing. make hot dogs and titties out of those letters, I'll put it on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no muggles allowed. That's the only letters we have. So you've got to make something for that. All right? <laughs> Give me five minutes. That's it. The yeah, number that's of it. grace. And, and, and we still, uh, hot dogs and Jason Such, still hey. don't know how those go together. Casey made it happen. Uh, uh, we were thinking about maybe even, you know, trying to, I don't know, did you make a t- uh, hot dog t-shirt? Yeah, I did. Actually. <laughs> Man, this it's is getting hot, out of hand. It's a hot dog this, pushing a lawnmower. This is like getting totally out of hand. Like, we're going to show up here dressed like hot dogs or something one day. Ridiculous. Oh, anyway, foreshadowing. But, but do not forget, Jason Such, uh, I mean, he exclusively sponsors this show, uh, and he's done a whole lot for us. On top of also being in an upcoming episode as a guest himself with yes. his great story. But Primetime Lawn Care is his gig. And, I mean, it's going great guns. And he's uh, he's doing great work. That's why it's going great guns. Uh, what's the number again? 256-606-3064. Yeah. I still always want to say 303 because <laughs> you do that to me one time. 256-606-3064. Y'all give him a call. Uh, whatever kind of job you got. Uh, don't try to call the rest of his crew, though, because I recently found out it doesn't exist. <laughs> just call Jason. Uh, and we always say Monday through Saturday, but he corrected us last time and said, how about Monday through Friday? So give him a call. And we're, 
Monday through Friday. <laughs> Josh, thank you for being uh, here. Seriously. Yes, man. Looking forward to getting you back. Yeah. Uh, we'll go back and we'll come back and do chapter two. Right on. That worked for right you? Right on. That works for me. Perfect. Beautiful. So get And the hat, man. Her story. The hat is the best. Say perhaps. To say, say perhaps, perhaps to, to dad bods. Dad bods, hey, yes. That's us. Every one of us in here. <laughs> so go out through that's this week and remember to be real, be you, and be salt. Go out and love on somebody this week, but before you do that, remember to always love yourself. Yes, yes. Love you guys. Yes, I lay here yes. in my deathbed and my turn is to a close. I need the comfort of my kin to light my way. Don't fret for my soul, please, because I found my inner peace. Won't you join me as I tarry on the